Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. Cup of Joe Wrestling Show? With Joey Harris. A podcast for the wrestling fan on the go. So take your favorite beverage of choice and join Joey as he takes a look at some of the biggest shows on the WWE Network. Welcome to the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show. I am your host, Joey Harris, and we are broadcasting from makeshift studios in the shadow of South Central Virginia. Follow the show on Twitter at Cup of Joe Pod. Email the show at Cup of Joe Wrestling Show at gmail.com. If you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or your preferred podcast app. I would really appreciate it. And folks, right here at the start, I just want to send out my condolences. If you are a follower of New England Wrestling, they lost someone very special to them this past week as um, Jessica passed away. Um, she's known on social media at the Wrestlebrook, a very talented young lady photographer, um, lost her battle with cancer in the past week. And I didn't really know her that well. We met a couple of times, but always had very positive interactions. Uh, in fact, the first time that I met her, she asked, she handed me her, her camera and asked if I would take a picture of her with another wrestler and was just so giving of her time and her talents to because she loved wrestling. I remember going to a WWE show in 2018 and she and her family were there and they went beforehand and we're getting pictures or trying to get pictures with the wrestlers and greeting them as they came in. And Byron Saxon chose her and her family and gave them front row tickets. It's something that the WWE does. And I had just seen her like the week before at another show. And that was when she had handed me her camera. And I'm like, oh, it's that girl again. And she was just, I remember she was just over the moon. She saw a someone that she knew, a fellow fan, and she's like, I can't believe, is this real life? I can't believe this is happening. And they had a um, raffle for her at a show and raised a lot of money. And the guy who won the raffle, which was a lot of limitless wrestling swag and DVDs and stuff, gave it to her and said, here, enjoy. And that as much as the wrestling business can annoy you, at times and be the carny business and all that. There are good times and there are good people and she will be missed. And so our condolences go out to her friends and family during this time. And I just told a friend of mine, folks, that the past 24 hours has been like if you got up in the middle of the night, use the restroom or to get some water and stuff and you stub your toe. That's how my past 24 hours has been. Like, not painful enough that you want to cry or anything, but you're just annoyed more than anything. Went yesterday, and my wife has been wanting a car for a while, and she knew what she wanted. And if you've been trying to buy a car lately, you know how difficult that that has been. And my wife wanted a Toyota Highlander hybrid, and we finally find one not that far from us. And so we went and looked at it. And we're in the area, looked at it, did a test drive, decided to buy it. And just all of the craziness that goes along with that 
you got to sign this and sign that and figure it out. And But she was happy with it. That's all that mattered to me. Everything else will fall into place. And woke up this morning and turned on the TV to work on my notes for an upcoming episode. And the TV was dead. So we bought a car and lost the TV in that life. This week, we look at the 1992 Royal Rumble from the WWF. It took place on January the 19th, 1992 from the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. There were 17,000 in attendance. We start out with our classic Royal Rumble intro with Vince McMahon's introduction. Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan welcome us to the Royal Rumble. Heenan says he is still betting on Ric Flair to be the champion after the Royal Rumble. They then talk about the Mountie being the new Intercontinental Champion after defeating Bret Hart and taking on Roddy Piper. They then run down some of the other things we will see. The Orient Express, Kato and Tanaka with Mr. Fuji versus the New Foundation, Owen Hart and Jim Neidhart. New Foundation gets a nice ovation when they come out. They have unique outfits, if you can remember them, like a New Age checkered cab type thing going on there. Heenan says they look like they have pajamas on. Hart starts out with Kato, back and forth. Hart with their early advantage with some mat work and wrist locks. Kato comes back but can't get Hart down. Owen breaks a wrist lock by jumping on the top rope, flipping off, and hitting a hip lock on Kato, and the crowd loves it. Tanako and Fuji going crazy in their corner. I wasn't a fan yet when Owen was the Blue Blazer, so this was the first time I saw him and I was impressed from the start. Nightheart tagged into a big ovation. He gets an armbar on. Kato tries to get out. Nightheart hip tosses Kato out of the corner and it has been all new foundation thus far. Nightheart too powerful. Tanaka tagged in. Crowd clapping to get behind the new foundation, and Tanaka tells them to be quiet. Tanaka tries to get Nightheart down, but it is unsuccessful because Nightheart is too powerful. Hart tagged in, and he and Nightheart do a power slam flying elbow combo on Tanaka. In my make-believe wrestling federation at this time, I had a guy who was a combination of Owen Hart and Roddy Piper that I called the Missile. I was not very original. Hart only gets a two count. Tanaka with an eye rake and he comes back on Hart. He hits a corner whip, but Hart flips up and backdrops Tanaka. Nightheart tagged in and Hart corner whips him into Tanaka and he hits a shoulder into Tanaka. New foundation looking good so far, but this match is going on for a long time. Orient Express both in and double teaming Nightheart, who comes back with a double clothesline to the Orient Express. Hart tagged in and goes up top. Nightheart runs the Orient Express's heads together and Hart crossbodies both for a two count. Hart with some more moves and another two count. Hart goes after the mask of Kato, who slips outside. I've always thought that was a dumb move, going after the mask. Like, who cares? Kato back in as the crowd clapping for the new foundation again. Tanaka hits Hart with a kick to the back as Hart was running the ropes and all four men in. The referee trying to get Nightheart out, allowing Fuji to hit Hart with his cane. Orient Express taking over. Tanaka in and hitting Hart with throat thrust. Tanaka holds Hart, tags Kato in, and Kato hits Hart with a thrust kick. Nightheart comes in again, and the heels again take advantage and double team. They have successfully cut the ring in half. Hart corner whipped and hits the post sternum first. Tanaka only gets a two count. A crescent kick gets another two count, and Kato tagged back in. Hart gets a crucifix for a two count. Tanaka tagged back in. He hits a leg drop on Hart. He follows it up with a rear chin lock and the crowd trying to get behind Hart. Hart gets up and hits a couple of moves on Tanaka, who comes back with a flying forearm to get Hart down. 
He gets a two count. Tanaka rushes Hart in the corner. Hart gets his boots up on the charge and hits Tanaka with a bulldog. Nightheart tagged in, but the referee doesn't see it as he was trying to get Kato out. Fuji sets his cane up in the corner and the Orient Express corner whip Hart into it. Kato then throws the broken cane out to Fuji. Hart manages to get his foot over the bottom rope. Kato punishes Hart and Tanaka tagged in. It's been all Orient Express for the past few minutes. Diving headbutt by Tanaka. Hart tries to come back, hits a belly to belly suplex, but Kato cuts off the pen attempt. Kato tagged in and again goes Nightheart in so they can double team Hart while the referee tries to get Nightheart out. Tanaka tagged in. He kicks Hart and again they go Nightheart into the ring and you know what happens next. We're on a loop here folks. They only get a two count. Hart hits a double drop kick. Nightheart tagged in and Hart slingshots him over the top rope onto the Orient Express. Nightheart cleans house. He then Irish whips Hart through the ropes onto Kato on the outside. And you didn't see moves like that in 1992 WWF. Owen back in and the new foundation hit the rocket launcher onto Tanaka to get the pin. Lord Alfred Hayes recaps the Mountie winning the Intercontinental Championship from Bret Hart two days earlier and the setup to the Mountie Roddy Piper match. Sean Mooney interviews the Mountie and Jimmy Hart. Mountie wants to know how Piper could get a title shot so quickly, but promises he will do to Piper what he did to Bret Hart. Mean Gene Okerlund talks to Roddy Piper. Classic Piper interview. He says he came here to win two titles, and he can't do that until he wins the first one. Intercontinental Championship match. The Mountie with Jimmy Hart versus Roddy Piper. Mountie out first. The crowd goes insane when the bagpipes hit, and Piper comes out. He looks to be in fantastic shape. He gets into the ring and a Roddy chant goes out. Mountie comes at Piper with his shock stick as referee Joey Morella tries to get the stick and Jimmy Hart out of the ring. Piper still has his kilt and a t-shirt on as he goes out to the apron. Piper takes his kilt off. Hart yells at Piper with the megaphone. So Piper rushes Mountie and wraps the kilt around his head and gets Mountie down and starts kicking him. Hart runs away and the bell rings. Mountie tries to get away as Piper hits him with left and right jabs. Piper with an Irish whip. Mountie grabs the ropes and goes outside to regroup. Piper goes out on a different side, runs around to the Mountie, and hits him with the right hand to the face. Mountie gets behind Hart and then pushes Hart into Piper. As Piper sidesteps Hart to avoid getting hit, Mountie hits Piper with right hands. Mountie throws Piper back into the ring. Mountie choking Piper on the ropes. Mountie Irish whips Piper and leapfrogs him a couple of times. Mountie then drops down to avoid Piper. Piper counters by stopping and dropping a fist on Mountie. Piper then rams Mountie into a couple of turnbuckles. Piper then with a bulldog to Mountie. The fans are digging this match so far. Piper gets a two count as Mountie gets his foot on the ropes. Piper gets Mountie up and pokes him in the eye in a classic Piper move. Piper with a side headlock. Mountie pushes off. Mountie follows that up with a double axe handle to the back. Back and forth in the middle of the ring. Piper with an Irish whip and goes to drop kick Mountie who holds on to the ropes. Mountie covers but only gets a two count. Mountie with the half Nelson hammerlock combo on Piper as a Roddy chant goes out. He then runs Piper's head into the turnbuckle six times. Mountie then slaps Piper and bites his forehead. He breaks on the three count. Mountie with an Irish whip and a back elbow. Mountie gets another two count. Mountie then throws Piper to the outside. Piper gets up on the apron, hits Mountie in the midsection with his shoulders, and then Sunset flips Mountie for a two count. Mountie with a couple of punches and Piper unloads on Mountie. Mountie grabs Piper by the trunks and throws him to the outside of the ring. Piper gets right back in and jumps on Mountie, punching and biting Mountie. 
He follows that up with Irish whipping and punching Mountie in the face. Then another Irish whip and a backdrop to Mountie. Another Irish whip and a shot to Mountie's midsection. Mountie with the roundhouse that Piper ducks and hits Mountie with an atomic drop. Mountie skins the cat and comes back in unknown to Piper, who's gone over to the other side to deal with Hart, who has climbed up on the apron. Mountie rushes Piper, who turns around, sidesteps Mountie, who runs into Hart and knocks him off the apron. Piper puts a sleeper on Mountie. Hart grabs the shock stick as Piper has Mountie down on his knees and Mountie is fading. Mountie goes out and Piper is declared the winner and new Intercontinental Champion. Hart comes in and rushes Piper with the shock stick, but Piper gets the stick and pushes Hart away. Piper asks the crowd if they want him to shock Mountie and they say yes. Piper shocks Mountie and they have that awful shocking sound play over the loudspeakers. The crowd loves it and cheer wildly when Finkel announces Piper as the winner and new champion. Lord Alfred Hayes is outside Hulk Hogan's dressing room. He goes in to talk to Hogan about the Royal Rumble. Hogan says in the Rumble, he isn't going to have any friends. He's going to get the WWF title back. Mean Gene talks to the Bushwhackers and Jameson about the Beverly Brothers and the Genius, and it's about as good as you think it would be. The Bushwhackers Luke and Butch with Jameson versus the Beverly Brothers Bo and Blake with the Genius. Genius starts out with a poem that is more interesting than this match will be, I'm sure. Bushwhackers and Jameson come out and they are popular with the fans. Heenan is hilarious on commentary about Jameson and the Bushwhackers. Beverly Brothers in control early with double teaming. Bushwhackers come back with double teaming of their own. They run the Beverly Brothers together as the genius comes over to menace Jameson. Blake gets back in control by kicking and hitting Butch with double axe handles. Butch comes back with a knee to the stomach. He follows it up with a bulldog and all four men in the ring. Bushwhackers clear the ring. Beverly Brothers try to avoid getting hit, but keep getting outsmarted by the Bushwhackers, and that's not a sentence that I ever thought I would write or say. Beverly Brothers take advantage of Luke and hit him with a double axe handle to the back. Bo covers Luke, but he gets his foot on the ropes. Bo runs Luke into Blake's boot, and the Beverly Brothers double-team Luke in their corner. Butch comes in and referee Danny Davis trying to get him back out, allowing the Beverly Brothers to continue the double team. Blake hits a backbreaker on Luke as Butch tries to get the crowd into the match. Blake gets a two count. Blake goes Butch in again so the double team can continue. Lather, rinse, repeat as needed. Bo in and Luke catches him with a knee lift. Blake comes back in and he's choking Luke, but breaking before the five count. Beverly Brothers cutting the ring in half to stop the tag. Bo tagged in and covers Luke with his boot for a pin attempt, and Luke takes advantage and rolls Bo up for a two count. It spills to the outside, giving the genius the opportunity to go slap Jameson. Butch breaks up a pin attempt. Blake with a nice neck breaker leg drop combo for a two count. Luke catches Blake with a clothesline out of the corner. Butch tagged in and he cleans house. He goes for a count on Blake. Bo breaks it up. All four men in. Luke clotheslines Bo to the outside before the referee gets Luke out, but Bo takes advantage and trips Butch. Luke breaks up the pen attempt, and I know you'll be shocked to learn that the Beverly Brothers take advantage by double teaming. Blake gets the pen after Luke is too late with the save. The Bushwhackers beat up the Beverly Brothers and the Genius after the match and hold Genius for Jameson to kick in the shin. Mean Gene interviews the Legion of Doom. They say they aren't concerned with the natural disasters. WWF World Tag Team Championship match, the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal versus the Natural Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon with Jimmy Hart. LOD with a monstrous ovation when they come out. Pure power match. Hawk and Typhoon start. 
Hawk with some power moves and a flying clothesline takes Typhoon down. Earthquake wants Hawk, so he tags in. A standing dropkick by Hawk doesn't phase Earthquake. Earthquake with a dropkick, but Hawk moves out of the way. It was impressive to see him try it, though. Animal in. Back and forth in the center of the ring. Double clothesline and both men are down. Animal lifts Earthquake up, but Earthquake shifts his weight and falls on Animal for a two-count. Typhoon in and hits Animal with an avalanche in the corner. He tries it again and Animal clotheslines Typhoon. Hawk in and battering Typhoon. He hits Typhoon with several clotheslines to no effect. Hawk goes for a crossbody, but Typhoon catches him and does several backbreakers on Hawk. Earthquake in and he continues the assault on Hawk. He gets a two count. Typhoon back in and the natural disasters are double teaming to perfection. They work on Hawk's lower back. Typhoon with a bear hug. Hawk with some right hands to get out of the move. He goes for a move off the second rope, but gets caught and slammed into a turnbuckle by Typhoon and Earthquake tag back in. He continues the assault on the lower back. He then steps on Hawk's sternum. Earthquake with a bear hug. Earthquake with a corner clothesline, but Hawk moves on the avalanche attempt. Animal tagged in and knocks Earthquake down with a shoulder block. Natural disasters try to double team Animal, but he hits them with a double clothesline. It goes to the outside with all four brawling. Typhoon gets back in and the LOD is counted out. They grab the titles, but LOD come in with a chair and take Earthquake out with it. Sean Mooney talks to Jimmy Hart and the natural disasters. They are highly pissed that they are not the champions. Mean Gene talks to Roddy Piper. He says only in America can something like this happen. He says one down, one to go. Sean Mooney talks to Sean Michaels. Newly turned after throwing Marty Jannetty through the barbershop window, they replayed the scene. Michael says he saved Jannetty 29 other beatings. Lord Alfred Hayes talks to Ric Flair, who says he drew number three. This was a Coliseum video exclusive because Heenan and Monsoon don't know what number Flair drew. They show some of the participants and get their thoughts, and I'm sure this will surprise you, but they all say they are going to win. Howard Finkel announces the rules for the Royal Rumble and that the winner will be the new WWF champion. He introduces Jack Tunney, who gets booed. He basically says the same thing as Finkel. 1992 Royal Rumble. Number one, the British Bulldog. Number two, Ted DiBiase. They go at it as soon as DiBiase gets in. DiBiase takes advantage early. He throws Bulldog out, but Bulldog holds on and comes back in. He clotheslines DiBiase out. Number three, Ric Flair. Heenan loses his mind when Flair comes out this early. Flair says DiBiase said see you at the bar as he passed him headed to the back. Flair goes at it with Bulldog, who presses Flair several times. Flair corner whips Bulldog, who comes out with a clothesline to Flair. Flair comes back with an eye rake. He then begs off. Bulldog goes and throws Flair over, but he hangs on and lands on the apron. Number four, Jerry Sags. Bulldog with corner-mounted punches. Sags attacks Bulldog. He then holds Bulldog for Flair to chop and a double-team to Bulldog. Double corner whip, and Bulldog comes back with a double clothesline. Bulldog throws Sags out, but he lands on the apron. He taunts the crowd from the apron, only to get drop-kicked to the ground by Bulldog. Bulldog goes after Flair again who gets Bulldog in the corner and chops him. Bulldog with a corner whip and a power slam. Number five is Haku. He and Flair double-team Bulldog and get him down. Haku then attacks Flair. Flair chops Haku, then runs when Haku comes after him. Flair is no dummy. He rolls outside. Haku pile drives Bulldog, and Flair takes advantage and then attacks Haku. He drops a knee on Haku. 
Bulldog attacks Flair in the corner. Haku hits Bulldog with a thrust kick. Haku then attacks Flair. He falls to the mat and Haku and Bulldog attack each other. Bulldog dumps Haku out. Number six, Shawn Michaels. Flair attacks both Bulldog and Michaels. Michaels comes back with a series of left and right hands on Flair. Michaels then corner whips and backdrops Flair and then hits him with sweet chin music, although it wasn't his finisher at the time, so it was nothing special here. Michaels with an Irish whip to Bulldog misses a clothesline attempt and Bulldog presses Michaels and power slams him. Bulldog then clotheslines Michaels several times and the last time over the top rope, but Michaels hangs on and lands on the apron. Michaels comes back with sweet chin music to Bulldog and Flair attacks Michaels. Flair with Michaels up on the ropes trying to eliminate him. Michaels comes back and he is hitting both Flair and Bulldog. Bulldog reverses a corner whip and Michaels lands up on the ropes. Bulldog kicks Michaels while he is up there and Michaels crotches himself on the top rope. Bulldog shakes the ropes, adding insult to injury, and Michaels falls to the mat. Flair attacking both Michaels and Bulldog. Number seven is Tito Santana. Flair throws Michaels over the ropes, but again he lands on the apron. He and Flair go at it as soon as Santana gets in. He goes to work trying to get Flair up and over and Flair hanging on for life. Michaels grabs Santana and tries to eliminate him. Bulldog attacks Michaels from behind. He tries to get Michaels out as Flair pairs off with Santana after attacking him from behind. Flair with a back suplex to Santana and Bulldogs gets Michaels over the ropes and Michaels trying hard not to get eliminated. He lands on the apron again as Bulldog and Flair start to fight. Bulldog choking Flair down and Flair low blows Bulldog. Santana runs Michaels into the turnbuckle. Flair trying to throw Bulldog out but gets hit from behind by Santana. Flair with an Irish whip to Santana misses a clothesline and Santana comes back with a flying forearm to Flair. Number eight is the Barbarian. Santana attacking Flair with corner-mounted punches until Michaels pulls Santana off. Barbarian goes after Bulldog. He tries to get Bulldog over the top, and Flair comes over to help, and Bulldog holding on to the top rope for dear life. Bulldog gets to the apron, so Flair goes and attacks Michaels from behind. He then goes back and forth with Santana. Then Barbarian and Bulldog and Santana and Michaels pairs off, and Flair takes a breather in the corner. Santana tries to dump Michaels, who again lands on the apron and crawls back in. Flair takes advantage and tries to dump Santana out, and Santana responds with an eye poke to Michaels. Number nine is the Texas Tornado. He and Flair go at it like it's Texas Stadium in 1984. Tornado hits Flair with the discus punch, and Flair does the patented Flair flop. Michaels then comes over, and he and Tornado go at it, and Michaels gets a discus punch too. He oversells the punch, and I will give you a second to recover from the shock of that statement. Bulldog slingshots Michaels into the turnbuckle. Flair with an inverted atomic drop to Tornado and Santana trying to Irish whip Barbarian. But there are too many bodies in the way. Everyone pairing off and trying to eliminate each other. Santana stomping Flair down on the canvas as Michaels trying to eliminate Bulldog in the opposite corner. Number 10, Repo Man. He sneaks into the ring but doesn't have to as no one is paying attention to him as they are all paired off. Flair trying to get rid of Bulldog as Santana ducks the clothesline from Barbarian and hits a crossbody on Barbarian. Pairs break off as Flair and Barbarian go after Santana and Bulldog goes after Repo Man. Number 11, Greg Valentine. He and former tag partner Flair go after each other and start chopping each other. Then Bulldog holds Flair for Valentine to chop. Tornado and Bulldog trying to eliminate Michaels. He is hanging upside down over the top rope trying not to be pushed out. He is able to go under the ropes. Number 12, Nikolai Volkov. 
Flair and Valentine go back to chopping each other in the corner. Flair with a snapmare and a knee drop to Valentine. Save your livers, folks. Do not drink every time the words fair to flare are said. Valentine puts fair in the figure four. Volkoff eliminated. Number 13, the big boss man. He goes after Flair and everyone else. Valentine eliminated. Repo Man eliminated. Flair eliminates Bulldog. Tornado eliminated. Shawn Michaels and Tito Santana both go over together as the buzzer sounds. Number 14, Hercules. Flair and Barbarian team up and high five each other. And then Flair starts chopping Barbarian. Barbarian power slams Flair. Barbarian trying to eliminate Flair. Hercules comes from behind to eliminate them both. As they go over, Flair grabs the ropes and lands on the apron and Barbarian is eliminated. Big Boss Man eliminates Hercules. Just Flair and Boss Man left. Flair begging off as Boss Man comes after him. Flair with an eye poke. Boss Man off the ropes and comes back with a crossbody. Boss Man rushes Flair, who drops down and Boss Man eliminated as he goes over on his own momentum. It isn't commented on it now, but remember it for later. Flair the only man left in the ring for the time being. He does get some cheers and is immediately does the flare flop from exhaustion. Roddy Piper is number 15. He gets a massive cheer as he gets in and Flair immediately begging off. Piper jumps on Flair and attacks him with left and rights in the corner as the crowd cheers wildly. Piper with a corner whip and a backdrop. Piper follows that up with a knee lift and Flair rolls to the outside to regroup. Piper comes out after Flair and clotheslines him. Piper runs Flair into the barricade and then throws Flair back into the ring. Flair guillotines Piper on the top rope as Piper was trying to get in. Piper no-sells it, though, to a massive ovation. He hits Flair with corner-mounted punches. Flair comes back with an inverted atomic drop, and Piper comes back with his patented eye poke. He then gets Flair up in the fireman's carry into an airplane spin. He gets a sleeper on Flair, and the crowd is cheering wildly, and Heenan is apoplectic on commentary. Flair starting to fade. Number 16 is Jake Roberts. He comes out and is booed heavily. Roberts goes after Piper. He chokes Piper with his boot in the corner as a Roddy chant goes out. He then hits Flair with a short clothesline. Roberts signals for the DDT. He goes for it and gets cut off by a clothesline from Piper. Heenan thanks Piper and says it's a kilt, not a skirt. Flair puts Roberts in the figure four. Piper attacks both men and Heenan calls him a skirt-wearing freak. You have to love the brain. All three takes turns all three take turns attacking each other. Robert's trying to get Piper out. Number 17, Jim Duggan. He goes after Flair to a big ovation. Robert's dumped to the apron, but doesn't go to the floor. A USA chant goes out as Duggan battles Flair. He then battles Roberts before Piper and Duggan battle each other, and it's every man for himself. Flair hits a back suplex on Piper. Roberts with an inverted atomic drop on Duggan. Piper and Flair going back and forth. Number 18 is IRS. Roberts and Flair trying to eliminate Piper. People start to pair off again. Piper trying to eliminate Flair. Number 19, Jimmy Snuka. Flair has a history with most of the people in the Rumble, and he and Snuka go back to Mid-Atlantic. He goes after Flair and hits him with a headbutt. He follows that up with an Irish whip and a chop to Flair. Piper then slapping and chopping Flair in the corner. He goes to eliminate Flair, but he doesn't go over. Roberts then trying to push Flair out. Number 20, The Undertaker. He takes his time getting to the ring. He gets in and eliminates Snooker and then goes after Flair. He chokes Flair in the corner. Duggan comes over and Undertaker mule kicks him. IRS then holds Duggan for Undertaker to hit. Piper eye pokes Roberts and tries to throw him out. Duggan and Flair team up to take on Undertaker, who had IRS up on the second rope looking to eliminate him. Number 21, 
Randy Savage. Roberts immediately slithers out of the ring on the other side as Undertaker grabs Duggan and Flair by the throat. He slams them down and Undertaker and IRS attack Savage as soon as he gets in. Death and taxes, folks. Roberts then gets back in and he and Undertaker take turns attacking Savage. Robert goes for a short clothesline to Savage, who ducks it and attacks Roberts. He hits a double axe handle from the top rope, Savage with a high knee to eliminate Roberts, but then messes the whole thing up by jumping over the top rope to go after Roberts, thus eliminating himself accidentally. They go to cover for him saying you can't eliminate yourself, even though boss man did it earlier. I'm getting down off my soapbox now. Heenan and Monsoon say that he has eliminated himself before being corrected by the people in the back, probably Vince McMahon. Undertaker comes out to grab Savage. Undertaker throws Savage back in. He comes out after Roberts again before being put back in, and now they are floating the thrown out by someone else theory that doesn't hold water. Number 22, the Berserker. People pairing up again. Flair on the apron trying to suplex Savage to the floor. Savage suplexes Flair inside. Piper and Undertaker both choking Flair, and Undertaker grabs Piper by the throat with his other hand. Number 23, Virgil. Heenan says he's been going through people's bags in the back. Undertaker trying to dump Flair over. Piper goes after Virgil. Number 24, Colonel Mustafa. Mustafa goes after Duggan. Savage goes out after Undertaker. Flair tries to dump Piper, and Monsoon calls him Rick Martell. Savage hits Undertaker and Flair. Number 25 is Rick Martell. Flair goes after Martell and then battle in the corner. He and the IRS try to dump Flair out. Mustafa eliminated by Savage. Duggan gets a USA chant going. Number 26, Hulk Hogan. The crowd goes crazy for Hogan, but they will turn on him in just a few moments. Don't let Vince McMahon tell you otherwise. He goes after Flair and Undertaker. The Hills take on Hogan. Berserker holds Hogan for the Undertaker to hit. Virgil eliminates Martell as the Hills gang up on Hogan in the corner. Upon further inspection, Martell went through the rope, so he comes back in as Undertaker gets clotheslined over the top rope by Hogan. He lands on his feet as Hogan also eliminates Berserker as the crowd goes crazy, and Hogan tears his shirt. Hogan choking Martell with his shirt. Virgil and Duggan eliminated. Number 27 is Skinner. Hogan trying to eliminate Flair. Flair lands on the apron as Heenan is begging God to let Flair win. Skinner rakes Hogan's eyes. Flair and Martell try to eliminate Piper. Hogan clotheslines Flair and Skinner. Number 28, Sergeant Slaughter. Skinner eliminated. Slaughter going after Flair. Piper and Hogan going after each other like it's 1985. Hogan chopping Flair in the corner. Number 29, Sid Justice, and he gets a great ovation coming out as the worm is about to turn for Hogan. Hogan being double teamed by IRS and Flair. Justice goes after Flair to the crowd's delight. Number 30, the Warlord. Flair goes up top, but gets caught and slammed off by Hogan. He and Hogan go to the outside under the bottom rope. Hogan suplexes Flair on the outside. Justice corner whips Slaughter, and he does his patented bump to the outside to be eliminated. Hogan throws Flair back in. Irish whip and big boot. Piper eliminates IRS. Hogan and Justice eliminate Warlord. Justice eliminates Martell and Piper. Flair and Justice eliminate Savage, and it's down to Flair, Justice and Hogan. Flair and Hogan chopping each other in the corner. Hogan gets Flair over the top rope to the apron. Justice throws Hogan over to the outside and gets cheers from the crowd. Hogan arguing with Justice. Hogan then grabs Justice's hand. This allows Flair to come from behind and dump Justice to win the Royal Rumble 
and become the new WWF champion. Heenan is ecstatic. Flair celebrates with Hennig and Heenan leaves to go celebrate with them. Justice and Hogan pushing each other in the ring. They get separated by officials and a justice chant goes out. Gorilla admits that he didn't think Flair could do it, but was wrong. They throw it to Mean Gene, who presides over Jack Tunney presenting Flair with the world championship. Then Flair, Perfect, and Heenan gloat. Mean Gene does his put that cigarette out line. Flair says, I'll have to pay homage to the man. Mean Gene then signs off from Albany with a highlight package. Final thoughts. The greatest rumble of all time and it's not close. The rest of the card is unforgettable other than the Piper Intercontinental Championship win. You can watch that and the rumble. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Harris. You can support the show at paypal.me slash cupofjoepod. Thank you for joining me this week. This is Joey saying so long from the heart of Virginia. The Cup of Joe Wrestling Show is a production of Baby Kangaroo Media. 